Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's bring in Tom E. Kern. He gets to cover the Patriots, an insider for NBC Sports Boston. When did you start covering the Patriots? 1997. Pete Carroll's first year. Oh. What do you remember about Pete? He was relentlessly optimistic and upbeat and just really not ready for the cynical, mean, spirited nature of the post-Parcells Patriots media. What was your initial reaction when Belichick got hired? That it's obvious that they should have done it three years before. And I asked Robert Kraft in his introductory press conference, why didn't you hire him after Parcells left? And he said, you know, he was, he was too close to Parcells. It's a good question, but he was too close to Parcells at the time. You start to look at this this game. It feels almost like a buildup to a Super Bowl with, with the media coverage. Um, mm-hmm. What is it like locally? And, and it, does it have that feel? Yeah, it absolutely does. I think there's fatigue and there's less conversation about what's going to happen between the lines as opposed to what the reactions will be. What are the reactions of the fans? What do the Patriots do as an organization when Brady breaks Breeze's record with 68 more yards to to become the career passing leader? Um, Who plays like ass? Brady or Mac, those are the things that are are more focused on than, hey, how are they going to hold back that Tampa Bay front? You know, there's so many questions on the outside that people, I think, are asking. Like, does it mean more to Belichick? Does it mean more to Brady? Could you quantify an answer with that? I think the individual victory, it has, it's going to have a lot to do with the nature of the win and the nature of the game. You know, the Patriots are one and two, but they haven't played really well in any of the three games. This is post-Brady, so they're seven and whatever, eight and 11 since he left. But they spent all the money, so people like myself expected, hey, it's going to be probably a 12-win season just by osmosis. And if it's not, and they get their asses handed to them, Dan, it's going to be very 
disgruntled by the second half inside that stadium. And you know that NBC will cut from the noise of the fans to Bill, to the fans, to Bill, to Brady on the other side. The optics won't be great. What answer did you want out of Belichick when you interrupted? You know, let, let me play it again. Oh, it was for rude. The... No, it was, it was inter... Were you rude? It popped out of my mouth before I knew it was popping out. Yes. All right. Here is uh, Tom Curran going toe-to-toe with Bill Belichick. He spoke on WEI today about Tom Brady looking at his options, and he decided Tampa was a better option. Why weren't the Patriots a better option for him when both Robert Kraft and Brady himself said over and over how much they wanted him to finish his career here? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to go back and rehash all that. We've talked about that. It really, You've never talked about it with us. The focus is on the game here. And, look, I have so much respect and appreciation for Tom and everything okay, he Okay, did so, Tom, what did, what did you expect Belichick to say? See, here's the thing is it popped out of my mouth because it's several years, and I've had a good relationship with Bill. I don't think it's awesome right now, but <laughs> several years of him saying that we've talked about things that were never talked about. So that fell out. What I would love for him to say is, see, he's being disingenuous. The offer and the option that Brady looked at relative to the Patriots was never what he asked for and was never what they kind of agreed to give him in the summer of 2019. In the summer of 2019, it was a very simple request from Brady. The Breeze contract, two years, $50 million, all guaranteed. We're done. I'll stay here through 2020. Patriots instead gave him a kind of phony second year and an $8 million bump. And that's what he said, you know what? So when it got to 2020, there was no option offered by the Patriots. So maybe I was looking for Bill to say, you know what, Tom, let's just put it this way. Philosophically, both on the football field and financially for our roster, the option that Tom had in Tampa Bay was going to be superior to the one that we offered. We weren't in a position to match anything that they were going to do philosophically or financially. That's better than well, we talked about it when you didn't. Yeah, you can't rehash if you haven't hashed. And Man. I mean that, but you're right. Belichick has a way of just saying, you know, we, you know, we, 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 we've discussed that. Like in in Bill's world, he discussed it by maybe having one line. You know, reporters want to know there's more to this. Uh, Seth Wickersham has a new book out on the Patriots, kind of behind the curtain here. Uh, do you think anything is unearthed with the relationship or lack thereof of Brady and Belichick? I think there'll be a lot of unearthing of details behind it. I, you know, in terms of anecdotal stuff and, you know, reading some of the excerpts today, it's, it's going to be a fascinating read, you know, just the whole triangle of agitation that was going on is going to be interesting to read. Look, Brady loved the success of the Patriots. He hated the interpersonal relationship that he had with Belichick and he hated it because it could have been better and should have been better. And he wanted it to be better. But it just wasn't going to be that way. And he knew that he was going to go the way of Mankins or Seymour or Vinatieri or Law or whoever. He knew that was awaiting him. That's why he wanted to get ahead of it. And that's why he kept asking for the extensions. Do you think and when Bill wouldn't do it, he was just, you know, I know what's going to, he's going to do to me. But Tom had to know Bill Belichick is not capable of being that kind of coach. Touchy-feely? Yes. How come he can do it with like the 38th guy on the roster, but he can't do it with his best player? Because he can, and he does. 
You, you think know, that he could be, you know, a, a Bruce or, Arians kind of guy? No, no, no. But you, you're not looking for Bruce Arians. But say, for instance, it's you know the week before the 2018 Super Bowl or AFC Championship, and your hand gets ripped open to an extent that it does. And there's a real question as to whether or not you're going to play. And you play through the pain of it and everything. And then someone asks you, about it, well, it's not heart surgery. It's not like you had this torn open. So, I mean, you're like, that's gratuitous. That's gratuitous crappiness toward the kid. And at some point, he's like, well, that's, that's just, he's got it out for me specifically because of the level I've risen to, I think, in many ways. It, he, he, Someone had a great line to me, I think it was one of the people in the organization, about Wes Welker. Belichick adored Wes Welker at $3 million a year. He hated him at $9 million a year. Hated. Hated. So there you have it. Yeah. I just don't know. If you see Bill after they win a Super Bowl, I mean, he, he does – there is emotion there. Like yeah, he, yeah. he holds Tom like he's his son. But then 10 minutes after, it's done. He's over with. I, he, he, it, it, it's over. Six times in his life, he's shown that kind of emotion. And that's when they win a Super Bowl. He's not incapable of the emotion. He's not incapable of, of human warmth. I mean, he's done many unbelievably generous philanthropic things, and he still does. He's, he's not a a horrible person. It's just with his employees in order for him to get from them what he wants. He has to treat them. He believes in a certain way, especially the ones who are quote unquote above the others. But Lawrence Taylor, I mean, he coached the best offensive player and the best defensive player, arguably in NFL history, but Lawrence Taylor got miles and miles and miles of bill bending over backwards for him. And there's probably a reason for that because bill still hadn't been a head coach. And Lawrence was his pathway to become a head coach, just to make sure that he was on the field and you could bend to get things from him. But if Lawrence Taylor was playing for Belichick as a head coach, how would Bill have treated Lawrence Taylor? I think it would be different. I think it would be different until the outlier skills, you know, became a distraction. See, Brady Belichick believed was imminently replaceable. Brady knew that. Belichick held that sentiment. Belichick was not shy about sharing that sentiment. Lawrence Taylor wasn't replaceable. And that's <laughs> the biggest part of, of Brady's, you know, being elsewhere. I mean, Belichick really would have loved to have gone with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's, it's interesting. Think about it. What would have happened if 28-3 turned into 31-14 or 42-10? The timeline would have been perfect. That's 2016. You say goodbye to Tom. Jimmy's the quarterback. You're on the. You're on your way. Instead, they have that miraculous comeback, and Brady's the MVP in 2017. And now you're screwed. Is Belichick like driven driven by ego that that you know he wants to be viewed as I'm the reason why we win, not Tom Brady, and that competition that he did not like. I think that's a pretty big facet of it. Yeah. Damn. And he will obviously say it's, you know, it's the players, it's the players, it's the players. But a lot of those players, because Bill is the general manager, are players who were unearthed by Bill. You know, so whether it's creating Matt Slater or um, 
David Andrews, you look along their offensive line, it's dotted with undrafted guys. Or a Malcolm Butler or a Devin McCourty, who was a surprise first-round pick. Or Gerard Mayo, who's – those are guys that Bill finds. And then when he says it's the players, it's the players, it's the players. Well, how did those players get there? Well, Julian Edelman got there because Bill was prescient enough to hire him. Or Wes Welker is a, you know, a scrub in Miami. So it cuts both ways. But Bill is absolutely very concerned with – who he has to share the spotlight and the acclaim with. And he does it, but he doesn't want to to get to the point where it's an actual conversation. Okay, is it McDaniels or Bill? He doesn't want that. What happened Sunday night? I was talking to our friend Rich Eisen, and I used to – did you watch Game of Thrones? No, you didn't. No, no I can see you do that. No. I break down game film. I don't, I don't have time. Oh, yeah, you grind. Yeah. You grind. Yeah, I'm sure Paul. I don't. I don't. I don't have time for that. Definitely did. It's going to look like the red wedding. I end up uh, watching game film. So (laughs) I'm grinding, grinding film at that time. I don't have time. Must be nice to watch your yeah. Do your bing watching. I am on the throne. I do you know who I am? I'm Bill Belichick. I'm on the throne. Yeah, your your game of enthusiasm. (laughs) Curb your throne. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens on Sunday night? You think Buccaneers rough them up? What'll be interesting, I think, is Bill will hatch a game plan to make sure that he doesn't get 40 dropped on him. That means people are deep all night, and you invite Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones to run the football as much as possible. So I'm thinking like 27-13, 27-17. Okay, finish this sentence. What if the Patriots win the game? Uh, you're going to see just huge vindication and, and elation. And I mean, it'll be, it'll be a massive upset. Okay. And I, the interesting thing is in games like this, if you said, what if the Patriots win the game when they were backed into a corner, it would be because of Brady. I don't know who it would be because, be because of this week. I don't know what individual player would have an out-of-body experience to deliver that win. Post-game handshake, hug, Neither. Depends on the result. Buccaneers, Buccaneers win. Probably a pregame hug. Pregame. Pregame hug. Yeah. Uh Paulie wants to take you up on that bet. What's do you want to bet with Curran on this? I could see a pregame conversation and maybe a pregame handshake, but a hug? I think if you're gonna have a conversation, you're gonna have a hug. Initiated by whom? Tom? Tom. Bill. Oh, Bill. Bill would always be the initiator. Oh, the initiator. Based off what? Wait, there's a deflator, the initiator. Because you don't go running up to your 1950s dad and embrace him. You wait for him to make the first move. Son, I was always very proud of you. You know, I always told the guys down at the bar, I love you. <laughs> that's that's the relationship. Brady's not going to run over and hug him like me and Jeannie did. Remember, remember that whole thing with me and Jeannie would run out and hug him and then Bill wouldn't hug him and then Bill ran out and hugged him harder? <laughs> Paulie has $16 to his name. You're willing to bet $16, no pregame hug or handshake. No pregame hug. Handshake is in play. Well, handshake is in play. That's too specific for me to put that. Then I need odds. I'll give you 30 to your 15. I'll come up with some scratch. $30 to your 15. All right, I'll give you 15 bucks if there's no pregame hug. Just for the action, really. Okay. Because <laughs> now there's a reason to watch the game. Well, now I have action on pregame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, do you get to talk to Belichick anymore this week? Yeah, f- uh, Friday morning. Great. He's in the barn. It'll be a fun day. He's usually good on Fridays. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Thank you, Tom. Bye-bye. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments, where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right-brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right-brand bacon. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. 
To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Brian Kelly joining us on the program. How did you celebrate that victory, Coach? Um, bumper to bumper traffic getting out of Chicago uh, <laughs> on our bus. Uh, you know, it's uh, and uh, deep dish pizza from Chicago uh, on the bus. So it was kind of neat because it took me back to my roots as a Division II head coach. Bus rides, you know, it's like AAA baseball. Uh, we took the bus back from Chicago to South Bend and got a chance to be on the bus with the guys. So uh, it was real. It felt great uh, to be able to celebrate it on a bus ride back to South Bend with uh, with your teammates and uh, your coaches. Did How many times have you gone into a game not thinking you could win that game? Not many. Uh, you know, I've coached, you know, well over 300 games and – I can't remember many that I've gone in and said, we have no chance of winning this game. Um, maybe I could probably count them on, on my hand uh, where, where I felt like it was that overwhelming uh, odds against our football team. And, and now, truth be told, uh, there were probably way more many games than that. It's just I'm just not wired that way. I just go in thinking that uh, we're going to find a way to win. But at Notre Dame, have you felt like that? If it was a playoff game, did you think, oh, my God, I, I, don't, I don't like our – even though you want to win, you, you coach to win, but is there in the back of your mind you're like, I, I hope this doesn't get out of hand? Um, maybe in 2012, the Alabama-Notre uh, Dame national championship game, I knew we were in a – you know, an uphill climb there. We were only three years in, in, into rebuilding the program here. And, you know, we got there quickly uh, with with uh, playing for a championship. And, you know, that Alabama team was obviously one of the best in, in a long, long time. That, that A lot of things would have had to gone right there. So that was probably the one time when I was at Notre Dame where I felt like this is going to be an uphill climb. And it's almost like you guys were ahead of schedule. And you got to that national title game because, you know, people talk about, OK, can Notre Dame, you know, have the speed, you know, can they can they match the offensive and defensive lines of SEC teams? And, and how do you how do you go out and try to establish that at Notre Dame? Well, we still have to recruit to our profile. And so it's player development. Uh, it's it's the ability to um, recruit to Notre Dame at a higher level than we had been recruiting up to that point and then developing your players over a long period of time. And, you know, the last two drafts, we've had 10 players drafted. That's as high as Alabama and Ohio state. And, and, and that's where we need to be to have the kind of players necessary to compete uh, at that, that, that stage. So it, it wasn't three years into it that we were having that kind of depth in drafts. And so um, we knew that we were there early, like you said, and it just requires more time in recruiting, uh, and you got to win, right? We couldn't just celebrate our past success. Uh, we had to win, and, and that attracts, obviously, the, the, the kids to come to Notre Dame as well. How long do you plan on coaching? 
You know, I've never said this is the day that I'm going to stop coaching because I love the relationships. I love 18 to 21-year-old players that uh, are growing every day, making mistakes, learning from them. Um, that's what that's what's exciting. Everybody was asking me about the Wisconsin win and breaking Rocky's record, and I I totally understand that because it's such a milestone. But I was I was so excited about some of our younger players and and how they grew in that game, and that's the honest truth. So that's what keeps me going. And and if I'm if they're still listening to me, Dan, and and I'm still excited, um, I'll, I'll keep coaching for as long as they keep listening. How do you keep up with younger kids, like 18-year-olds? How do you relate to an 18-year-old? I think you have to stay close to them, uh, and, and you can't be locked up in meeting rooms. You've got to be in the training room with them. You've got to be in the players' lounge, in the locker room. But you're not You've doing TikTok re- dances or anything like that, are you? No, I don't think you have to, but you better know TikTok uh, and you better know current trends. And, uh, you know, I've got some college age uh, kids myself. And uh, I said this the other day in a press conference, when when I hear, you know, some urban slang, I'll immediately text my my <laughs> college age kids and ask them what that means, uh, just so I can stay current on what's going on. What coach did you take the most from, try to emulate? Uh, you know, Dan, I, I've been asked this question a lot. I, I don't know that I emulated anybody as much as, you know, there were so many mentors in my life growing up because I was a head coach at 28 years old. And I was so focused on trying to figure out, you know, who I was and what I was doing um, that I just, I would listen to anybody, anybody that I respected, whether you were coach or not, a parent, um, um, somebody in our office, uh, anybody that I had respect for, I was listening to them and trying to build my own identity and philosophy as a young coach. Uh, How important was it to uh, schedule a game with Cincinnati? Well, I don't know that there was an importance. I, 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 I felt like, you know, when we were talking about scheduling future opponents, I'm like, why don't we get Central Michigan where I coached and we won a championship and let's get Cincinnati and um, and get them on the schedule as well. Um, just because I, I just felt like a, a, a sense of, you know, thank you for the opportunity that I, that I got to coach there. Um, I'm not as excited about that decision in playing <laughs> Cincinnati now, but um, you know, it's a great program, and, and Luke's done a great job there. And, um, you know, it, it's, it turns out now it's going to be a great matchup. Were you a Patriot fan growing up? I, I am, yeah, and I still am. Uh, do you uh, have any conversations with Belichick? I do, yeah. Yeah, we stayed close. Yeah, we've stayed close over the years. How often do you talk to him? Probably every – Every couple of months. And you're talking, you're, you're acting like Belichick now. You're not answering, you know, it's not a long-winded question here, Brian. Like, it, we'll, we'll talk about games, you know. Uh, you know, he'll text me about how we played, and I'll, I'll text him back. And, and um, you know, it, it's, it's football-related stuff, certainly, um, about how we're doing. And, and uh, we work a lot together with our foundations as well, and that's really what's gotten us close. 
um, my wife and, and uh, his fiance are really close in terms of working their foundations together. So uh, that's how that relationship formed. And uh, we've stayed in contact because of that. But when Notre Dame plays Navy, is he rooting for Navy? <laughs> He's got a deep relationship with Navy. There's no doubt there. You know, it goes back with his dad and where he was from. And um, I think he stays out of the, the rooting business. He's much more into um, how games are played uh, tactically. And, uh, you know, and I think you, you guys see that from your perspective, too. He, he doesn't get too emotional about who he's pulling for as much as how the game's played. I think he ends up at Navy when he's done with the NFL for some reason. I hope not, because we play him. (laughs) (laughs) That that would not be – that would be one reason for us not to play Navy. (laughs) And all of a sudden, Notre Dame is taking Navy off its schedule. Um, Yeah, no doubt. And and you're going to Vegas next year. We are. We're really excited about that. And I I know, you know, our – Shamrock series, which travels around the country and plays in, you know, great venues, this venue, Allegiant stadium and playing in Vegas, um, you know, we're playing BYU. It's, it's, it's going to be a great uh, environment. We're really looking forward to it. Great to talk to you and uh, good luck against Cincinnati and congratulations. Thanks Dan. Thanks for having me on Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments, where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, a ton including 
include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot pachenko machine and there's always new timed events that will help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies there's always something fun to discover in monopoly go so get off the bench and go download it for free right now on google play or the app store game on if i could eat bacon for every meal i think i would i don't think i would breakfast lunch dinner snacks brunch my love for bacon is no joke my wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Oof. Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We may have an issue here with the Danettes. We know that there is one Danette who's been accused of plagiarism, and that's Todd Fritz. And theft, that's Todd Fritz. Could another Danette be joining Todd Fritz in the plagiarism fraternity? I have that for you in a moment. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Uh, a couple of minutes ago, I was talking about Kyrie Irving. I was talking about LeBron James. LeBron James said, I don't want to be a spokesperson for the vaccine vaccination. And I thought maybe because he doesn't want to ruffle the feathers with some of the other players around the league, like Kyrie Irving, who has a powerful position. And then Paulie had the line that, uh, you know, wow, uh, that's odd that uh, Kyrie never passed up a shot before in his life. Well, this was just sent to me. You know the Sklar, uh, the Sklar brothers, S-K-L-A-R, the twins? Uh, September 27th at 6.59 p.m. from the uh, Los Angeles, California Twitter. Can't believe Kyrie Irving won't get vaccinated. Dude has never passed up a shot in his life. It's not the most original joke, but I definitely didn't steal it from the Sklar brothers. Okay, well... You have to you have to answer to them. <laughs> Both but, of them? Yes. Not just one of them at a time. Well, they only work together. Okay. Yeah, you should be able to address them and say <laughs> that you did not you did not steal this, right? I would never steal a joke, especially an easy one. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, I think that joke is unoriginal enough to not be stolen, okay. and I don't right. think Paulie follows the okay. Sklar Brothers. Yeah, I follow one of them. I'm not going to say which one. <laughs> the, I'm gonna, I follow the funny one. <laughs> Phone calls coming up. We uh, we staying with the poll question that we had last time. Well, it's actually a blowout. The question was which quarterback is most likely to finish his career in the same uniform. 
81% went Ben Roethlisberger yeah. on the theory. I should have worded it, which one is more likely to play for another team? Because then I guess you're into interesting Russell well, Wilson. Well, Russ, I think, will. Ben's not playing for somebody else. Guys try and hang on. I mean, no, 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 no. 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 Brett Favre hung on. No, no, Everybody no, no, no. On. You're not bringing in Ben Roethlisberger. Nobody else is bringing in Ben. This is it. Wire to wire with the Steelers. No. Absolutely not. I was actually going to put uh, Patrick Mahomes on that poll as well because he seems like a guy who could be a wire-to-wire Drew Brees type. I would think so, but, you know, he's got that lengthy contract. Depends on, I mean, who knows what happens in eight years, nine years, ten years. Does he want to stay? Uh, Do they want him to stay? Right now you go, well, of course, you're going to sign him up to a lifetime contract here. Yeah, McLovin. Right. Like, would we have ever thought Tom Brady would not be a Patriot? No, probably not. You're starting to get more information uh, from behind the scenes, of course, leading into this game on Sunday night with uh, Belichick and Brady. I, I, w- I don't know if Tom writes a book when it's all said and done. I'd be curious if I know Belichick's not going to, but Brady, it just feels like Brady could do this, you know, with his brand. Uh, do you have something, a TV portion that goes along with the book? And, and does Brady care about giving his side of what really happened? Because when you start to think about it, Brady was leaving the Patriots and he wanted to meet with Bill Belichick in person. Belichick said, I can't. Let's talk over the phone. I think that tells you everything about the relationship. Do I think that Bill went out of his way to make sure that he did not coddle or enable Tom? I do. Was that a way of saying to the rest of the players, I treat you all the same? But he didn't treat players all the same. He loved the underdog. He loved the guy that he discovered. He loved Edelman. I mean, you, you get those guys and you're like, that's my kind of guy. Tom, probably not his kind of guy, even though Brady was an underdog. Out of nowhere to become the GOAT. But... Once you became the GOAT, it felt like there was maybe friction, maybe there's ego, maybe there's competition. Hey, I'm the head coach. I'm the reason why. I'm, I'm the master. You're the puppet. I'm the puppeteer here. You know, he loved Wes Welker. He loved those guys, those offensive linemen that you didn't really know their names. Where did they come from? And maybe that's part of this. But maybe one day Brady gives his side of the story. Yes, Tom. That was very telling, though, from Tom Curran saying that he loved Wes Welker at $3 million a year and then hated him at $9 million a yeah. year. Yeah, like I love the underdog until you're not the underdog anymore. I love Brady, you know, a sixth-round pick, and then all of a sudden uh, Tom wants more money. Tom wants to have input in the offense. Maybe I don't like Tom as much. It's just weird, weird dynamics make up dynasties. And it's like a band. Like you stay together sometimes, you don't like each other. But you know the means to the end is that we're able to still be a band. Yeah, McLovin. Uh, Paul, he asked me to pick a random page and share something from the Wickersham book. I picked up the page where the team was mad at... you got to give a little bit more detail. Oh, Seth, Seth Wickersham's book on the Patriots, It's Better to Be Feared. There you go. About uh, the Patriots. Uh, remember when the Patriots were mad about Alex Guerrero seeing the... Uh, players, yeah, that apparently was a huge part of this blowout at the end. 
be- yeah, because Brady was like, he's my guy. He's going to see anyone we want. And the team's like, we don't want this around anymore. Okay. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's 15 reasons it all fell apart. Yeah, I don't think it's just one. I think Tom wanted to be able to have input. Um, I, I, I think that they, as much as they say, well, we, we gave Tom an offer. Okay, you can give somebody an offer. That doesn't mean it's a true offer, a good offer. Did they give him an offer that he couldn't refuse? And the answer is no. But the Patriots never do this. And, and Tom should have known this, and maybe he did. Like, he, he knows who Belichick is. He knows who he was. I mean, he, he tried to pull a palace coup. You go, to the, you go to the owner to say, hey, the coach loves Jimmy Garoppolo. you got to make a decision here. It's me or Garoppolo. And then all of a sudden, Bill hand-delivers Jimmy Garoppolo to San Francisco because uh, the Cleveland Browns were going to trade for him, reportedly. And Belichick did not want him to go to Cleveland. He hand-delivered him to Kyle Shanahan, offensive-minded head coach, San Francisco. If I'm Belichick, that would ruffle my feathers too. But, you know, Brady's probably saying, you know, let me troubleshoot this. And, and, you know, guys in practice would talk about how good Garoppolo was and the competition that was there between Tom and Garoppolo. Like, it was real. Now, to what degree? I have no idea. No, I don't have a source with the Patriots. But Seth Wickersham has a new book coming out. What's the title of it? It's better to be feared. The New England Patriots dynasty and the pursuit of greatness. All right. Yeah, Paul. It almost feels like the Patriots, when Tom Brady got to about 38 years old, just assumed he would be a normal quarterback who drops off. Like all quarterbacks drop off at 36, 37, 38. No one could have saw this coming. It, you know, it's almost fair to Bill Belichick and the Patriots to say, we got to go with Garoppolo because all 38 quarter, 38-year quarterbacks go downhill. Except for Warren Moon, and that was kind of an anomaly, they all do. And even though Brady was in shape and all that kind of stuff, I can understand saying, well, the inevitable is 40, and he won't be playing until he's 44. Yeah, but, you know, that's having a myopic view. That's got blinders on, where you have to look at Tom Brady and say he's unique, that he's taking care of himself, he got healthier, pliability. It's not like he's slowing down because he was never fast enough to slow down. How was his arm strength? How was his mental acuity? Like, those are the things that you you would know as a head coach, where Belichick's going to go, he can still throw it. You know, he still processes, you know, game plan, all of that stuff. He still puts in the time. Those are the things I would want to know. Drew Brees, I could watch and say he could put in all the time. He could do everything except for he didn't have any arm strength. Peyton Manning put in all the time. He could know the game. He had no arm strength. Like Those are easy decisions. And the Saints should have moved on from Drew probably a year earlier. Uh, you know, the Broncos won a Super Bowl not because of Peyton, almost, you know, uh, in spite of Peyton. Tom Brady is still playing football at a very high level. Yes, Eden. Right, but, I, you know, I think I kind of agree with Paul in that it, it wasn't that crazy of a thought to think that at 38 he wasn't going to be able to perform at this high level. It, it Was it 2016 when he was falling off a cliff? Well, right, that's, and, that, and that's no, Max Kellerman. I know that it. that, but still, that was sort of the the thought of like any day now, this dude's got to retire because he can't possibly keep it up at this level. But I want to know how much work do you put in? How is your arm strength? That like those are things that are really important. Like you putting in the time, and the effort, and you still care. 
and he still he cared even more. And his arm strength was on par with the upper echelon of quarterbacks there. And it's not like you go, man, he can't move around in the pocket. He could never move around in the pocket. It isn't like one of the main criticisms of Tom Brady for some reason that he never threw a deep ball. Everything was five yards, you know, five yards. So his arm strength, I don't even know that people even put arm strength in the same sentence as Tom Brady. But I think if you check that that was kind of a misnomer about Tom not throwing the deep ball. Definitely. Yeah, because people say, oh, I can't throw the deep ball. And I go, I, I think the stats bear out that he does throw the deep ball. Yeah, McClellan. Isn't his arm strength improved, actually? Uh, did did yeah. the guest tell us that it's better now than it was like when he was 25? Yeah, you can measure these things. That's why if I'm Belichick and I'm an idiot savant where I, I know everything about football, if I'm seeing Brady... And he's in there, first guy in, last guy out, still cares, puts in the time. Uh, the games mean so much to him. He still has arm strength. Uh, he has that ability to outthink a defense or defensive coordinator. He's seen everything you could possibly throw at a quarterback. I'm just going to factor those things in. Like Ben Roethlisberger just looks old. Drew Brees looked old. Peyton Manning looked old. Tom Brady doesn't look old. Like, he looks confident, comfortable back there. Unless Aaron Donald's going after him. Yeah, Paul. I went back and looked at the timeline. Tom Brady's worst season out of the past 10 years with the Patriots specifically was 2013-14. For him, he had a bad, an off year, not a bad year. 60% passer, 25 touchdowns, 11 picks. That, for him, was a off year. In that next draft, they took Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round. But just because Max Kellerman wants a hot take on ESPN and says, you know, he's uh, he's falling off the cliff. What does Max Kellerman know about football to begin with? No, I only mentioned that because it's like it, that was sort of somewhat common thinking of this is when quarterbacks fall off. That it happens. They do. It's like time is undefeated kind of thing. Yeah. So far for everybody except for Tom Brady, this is exactly what happened. So it wasn't that crazy of a stretch to think that he w- you know, was about to wrap it up. But Belichick is there every single moment with him, Seton. And that's where he would probably go, you know, Tom's slipping in here. Tom can't do that. Like, what, what is it that Tom Brady can't do at 44 that he could do at 35? Yeah. Right. I, and I don't know if there's anything that he can't do. And that's where Belichick, as brilliant as he is, would see this and go, Tom's still my guy. Like, but I, I understand he, he, he was looking at the successor. Maybe he was ty- ty- uh, tired of dealing with Tom and his trainer and, and probably said, you know what, let's just move on. But here's Tom coming to town. And the end for quarterbacks usually isn't pretty. You know, there, there's the exception. It's John Elway. You know, he, he uh, rode off into the sunset as a winner. Peyton Manning ended his career with a Super Bowl win. Tom Brady seems to be getting around the problem by playing forever. But quarterbacks are usually forced out of the game, and they don't leave by choice. The numbers for Ben Roethlisberger haven't been pretty. Ranks 28th in the league in QBR. Steelers are 1-2. They look lost on offense. You know, this was going to be the last hurrah for him. But you can get fooled by Tom Brady. And Drew Brees may have fooled himself to think he could be Tom Brady. But he never had that arm strength there. And, you know, you can talk to the Saints. Talk to a defensive player who played against the Saints. They never, ever worried about anything deeper than 18 to 20 yards with Drew. Never. 
So imagine if you're a defensive back. You're not worried about getting beat deep because Drew wasn't going to beat you deep. But Ben Roethlisberger, the rest of the offense, do they step up? You know, they got a showdown with uh, Aaron Rodgers coming up. That's not pretty. But I say give it three more games, then they have a bye week, and then we might be hitting the reset button with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's like, you know, when Rodgers played poorly against the Saints, and I thought, okay, play well against the Lions. I wanted him to play well against San Francisco just to see how the media would react. Has anybody talked about Aaron Rodgers this week? Right? Remember Jameis Winston week one? Oh, my God, dark horse MVP. And I go, okay, it's week one. And then all of a sudden week two, and I haven't heard anything about Jameis Winston being MVP. But that's what it is. It's week to week. And those hot takes can make you look really silly. Hot, 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 hot. Yeah, I mean, they do. You're like, uh, I got, and these guys have to go into these shows and you go, I got to have an opinion on this. I don't know if I have an opinion. You got to have an opinion on it. What's your opinion? I don't know. Brady's going to fall off the cliff. Okay, that's great. That's a hot take. Yeah, see. And you know what the worst part of that is? Even if you call it correctly, yeah. everybody's <laughs> going to be like, yeah, no kidding. That's when all of a sudden your hot take became becomes, duh, everybody knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Everybody Obviously. knew Brady was going to win Super Bowls. <sighs> Obviously, yeah. you know. Yes, yes, Paul. <laughs> There's no shows called Measured and Thoughtful. That's not a, up next. Measured and Thoughtful. We get thought. There should be. You know, I blame, I blame, blame pardon the interruption. They did this to us. They created this model. But they're not faux. They're not fake. No, no, no. But that doesn't mean it, yeah. it's like it's the uh, you know, sincerest form of flattery is invitation. That's, that's what, you know, when Keith and I did SportsCenter, we spawned imitators. Pardon the interruption. Spawning imitators. Manning and Manning, Manning Night Football will spawn imitators. This is what happens. Everybody goes, well, I can do that. Go back to when the greatest show on turf, the Rams... They created all these imitators. Like, it happens in all sports. Hey, we're going to be the Golden State Warriors. This is what happens with success. Everybody wants to have a show like this. Have a group called the Danettes. I got to have sidekicks there. We're going to have a man cave here. All right. Good luck. You're never. You're not going to catch us. Yeah, McLovin. I was about to say, how much red brick appeared on TV oh. about two years <laughs> after we started? Every channel. Oh... <laughs> uh, I, and and I just, I, it's not like I said, boy, I'm going to put up red brick. And uh, I just like, well, what can we put on the walls? And I already had brick on the wall. But but all of a sudden, everybody was like, oh, hey, if you do one of these shows, you got to have red brick on the wall. I'm like, why does everybody got red brick on the wall? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The fully electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is innovation on a magnificent scale. Available with the epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQS. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.